The growing calls across the nation to defund the police. To end policing as we know it. Off the charts violence in New York City. 11 people shot in just eight hours on Sunday. This is Sunday. about the police officers, officers who every single day put on that uniform and they run towards danger when we run away from it. Guns up, giddy up, welcome to Failure to Stop Last Call. You're tuning in to Failure to Stop, the number one show where police beat society and culture. Today's episode is brought to you by Postman.com. Forward slash Wolfpack, sleep so good, it's scary. Ooh, I am joined with me as I am every Thursday, uh, and that is with my buddy, Deadleg Media. Uh, Deadleg, I hope you're doing well, brother. Uh, glad that battery pack in your ass cheek didn't explode last night. Uh, we know you had some complications there. So well, thoughts and prayers, T-H-O-T-S, and prayers to you, my homie. Um, if you want to support the show, like and subscribe, please do that. We are live today for our paid members. You want to go that extra mile and be a paid member? We hung out with you guys for almost an hour today behind the scenes, just shooting the shit, talking, getting ready for today's show, getting vibing, if you will, just vibing, waking up. You know, I had my morning tea with a gift that one of you Marines gave me, uh, James, James, the Marine truck driver got me this proud Marine dad. Although I'm not a dad of Marines, but, uh, thank you for this. I enjoy it. It's huge. That's what I like about it. It's a big, big coffee cup, but this is the last call episode. We do do four different episodes a week on this show. Today's, uh, last call is always about giving you all the other news that you need to know so that you don't sound like an asshole first responder to your civilian friends. Gives you something else to talk about this weekend, other than dead babies and domestic violence. We have our meetup coming uh, on the 12th of April. Lots of people coming down for this, dude. Those rooms are booking up super quick. I am blown away by how many fans that we have and how many fans that are also willing to travel to come and see us. It is It absolutely boggles my brain that we do these meetups and we have this many people show up. Um the one in Cincinnati with one more and I'm out of here podcast was, it was just incredible uh, with Lieutenant Colonel Scheller and I am Pitts, Dexter Pitts from the book. I am Pitts. Um, but this one is in Raleigh, North Carolina, just outside Raleigh, North Carolina. If you want to come to that meetup, uh, we'll be at the instill distilling company, my distillery from five to eight. And then from eight to 10, we'll be in my studio with some free hors d'oeuvres and some free uh, refreshments and drinks. And, and we'll be all be up on stage. Andrea up late. will be there. Drew Breezy will be there. Deadleg Media will be there. Jonathan Bates from Com Center will be there. We'll all be up on stage together. And so it's going to be a really, really great time. And it all starts with a rating and review on the old iTunes or Spotify. I can't stress you guys enough how important that is to keep this show on the road. Also, <coughs> back up is a Super Chat. So if you want to leave a Super Chat, we try to put those through making, uh, making the show better better uh, experience for everybody other than that i'm not even gonna get into news because this show is all about news and today we have what well, we don't have it's the lack of a pennsylvania senator um a junior senator john fetterman that that's not news that's not like breaking news right we know that he had a stroke like two weeks ago but now he's being treated for depression and i get listen having a stroke is a terrible thing i'm not gonna downplay having a stroke but uh, the depression afterwards is, is a real thing. But what I find more odd is one, his wife is pretty good looking. I find that odd. Have you ever seen what? his wife? Uh, let me scroll up. See if I had a. She's a looker. I that dude is ugly. That it's dude. When I say ugly, I'm not trying to be an asshole. Like you own it, right? Like 
I've got a small dick, so I just own it. Like, I'll just tell you, I have a small dick. That's not mean. That's just facts, and I'll own that. Usually when you see... This guy's uh, ugly. When you see a dude with a with a, a female that's definitely way out of his league, he's either packing heat or he's got money. Yeah, and he doesn't have any money because his dad had to give him $54,000 a year to so that he could be mayor because the mayor position... In I guess reading Pennsylvania or wherever the Pennsylvania mayor he was at, I forgot now. Um, only paid like $150 a month. So his dad funded his mayoral uh candidacy, which I find strange too. Uh, which is actually kind of cool too, because then you know you don't have a rich person that's thing. But what I find it crazier is Giselle Barreto Fetterman, one is very good looking, very good looking. But she has totally abandoned her husband. She said, fuck it, dude. We're out. If you guys don't know, if you're not following this story, I find this a very odd story. I'm not being political here, okay? I'm not being political. This is this is true. This is what's going on right now. And I just, I, I find it odd. I, I think it's worth talking about. Uh, the family of Pennsylvania Senator John Fetterman, by the way, this is coming from the independent.co.uk. The family of Pennsylvania Senator John Fetterman described how they fled to Canada to escape the media circus. Now, her tweets literally use the word flee, fleds. Like we were flying. Like, here's one of the tweets. I'm not really sure how to navigate this journey, but I'm figuring it out slowly. One week ago, one week ago today, when the news dropped, the kids were off of school and the media truck circled our home. I did the first thing I could think of, packed them in a car and just drive. Her next tweet. We drove straight into Canada through Lovely Buffalo, New York. Pro tip, always have a passport ready just in case you have to run away. That is the most un-American shit I've ever heard in my life. Is she from Canada? Not to mention, the first thing you thought of was not to go be by your husband's side, but to flee the country. Not not go to another, maybe, okay, I, I can get, I'll, I'll buy the media and, and being overwhelmed and and. Like I, I, I'll get that. And I've dealt with it. I've dealt with it. My friend shot an, uh, shot a black guy, um, right after the Ferguson incident, and and I literally had to stay at his house for five days. I got paid by the police department to stay there for five days and help protect yep. him against the media and against the people. We had cops sitting outside his house. I get it. Like it's weird. Uh, don't think that it ever got to the point, and he was healthy. That his wife was like, "I'm taking the kids. Not only am I going to leave the city." I'm going to leave the state. And not only am I going to leave the state, I'm going to leave the fucking country. So that's long. Was, yeah, that's what I was going to Very say. Instead strange. of it, like maybe take the take the kids and take them to the parents, take them to the aunt and uncle, take them, take them to someplace else that's not in that state that maybe is out of the the would be out of like out of the, the media like circus or whatever, but they went zip lining at Niagara Falls. Right. Like you can you can counteract it with, okay, we want to keep the kids in, in the good spirits and that. I'm like, well, you, you, you still, there's not a Chuck E. Cheese in Pennsylvania. Right? Like zip lining is pretty stressful too. Could, couldn't um, go pup by golf in Pennsylvania. Yeah. I mean, right. Like let's, let's tone it down a little bit from, from zip lining. I, I, is she Canadian though? Can you do some research for me? If, she, if yeah. she's Canadian, she has family in Canada. That gives her somewhat of a pass. Still don't buy leaving your husband, though. Your husband just had a stroke and is now in checked into a hospital 
uh, that they say that he could be hospitalized for more than a month to treat his depression. Um, she is from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Oh, um, right down the road from Canada. Yeah. Oh, but, uh, she's Brazilian. Makes sense. Yeah. Wonder if that's one of those mail order type deals. I just he is not a good looking man. I he's mean, always look, he's always look. I, I mean, maybe you, you play the long game, right? I mean, maybe maybe he's just a maybe he's got a hog, dude. Maybe he's got a nine incher curve to the left and hits all the right things. I don't know, but I mean, that dude, that guy, you you know who he makes look? He makes uh, Billy Bob Thornton look good. Yeah. Yeah, he makes Billy Bob Thornton look handsome. That's how ugly this guy is. This guy, what is it? Uh, Rourke. What is the guy's name? Is it the actor in um, Expendables? Uh, oh, the oh, I can see his face. Um. Oh. Anyway, that he makes that guy look good, and that dude. Actually, I got used to look good back in the eighties, um, but uh, yeah, Mickey Rourke, Mickey Rourke, Mickey Rourke yep. used to be—he used to be a looker back in the eighties. But now, God bless, that is an ugly character. He still looks beautiful when he's—if he was uh, standing next to John Fetterman. I hate to say it, I'm not trying to be mean here. I, mean, I know I'm being mean, but look, I'll be mean on myself. I'll be mean. We—I like to call things how they are. John Fetterman is an ugly dude. There's no arguing. We were talking about the office earlier. Remember when they were trying to figure out if if uh, what's her name was hot or not, and they were, oh yeah, uh, <laughs> and and they were drawing all the maps around her face to like to find like true beauty, and uh, you know, this is like non negotiable. This is not an argument. There's no nobody can argue on the side that John Fetterman looks good. He doesn't even look healthy. And I get it. He's like, what? How how tall is he? Six foot eight, seven foot something. Six, six nine. Six nine. He's a massive dude. But Shaquille like, O'Neal's a massive dude. And Shaquille O'Neal looks good. You know, he's a good looking man. So is a uh, homeboy from the Phoenix Suns. He's a good looking guy too. You got he's the tall. Rock. Huh? Well I, well, I don't know if the Rock's the Rock's only like six one or six two. Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm talking about like tall. So, I mean, even tall. Michael Jordan's too short for this conversation. He was only at six foot six. I'm talking about like six foot seven and over. Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, Gronk. Gronk. Good looking guy. Being that tall. Uh, Gravedigger. Not Gravedigger. Uh, Undertaker. Isn't Handsome Travis isn't, he, isn't Travis? Travis is super tall, tall too, isn't he? No. not th- He can't be that tall. He can't be tall enough for this conversation. Good looking guy, though. I don't think he crossed 6'6. Six, six. I guess 6'1. 2'6'2. 6'2. 6'2. I Good knew he guy. wasn't short. I knew he was a lot taller than people think he is. Right. But, yeah. But yeah, but getting back to the point, he, he is not exactly uh, what you'd put on. Uh, she's just too show? pretty. She's too pretty for a guy like that. It makes me, I have a lot of questions. And the fact that she's ready to just bail straight to Canada. Uh, she doesn't even go back to her homeland. She doesn't even go back to the motherland of Brazil. She goes straight, hightails it to Canada. Uh, that's how un-American some of these new, th- th- this new generation of politicians are. We've got a whole 
we we got a whole bunch of politicians right now that are just completely anti-American, dude. That's crazy to me. That is the most anti-American shit I can think to do. Flee to fucking Canada? Well, what? dude, she's banging somebody else. If you're leading by example, we did last week. We talked about our president fleeing the country when something happened. What did he do? He went to Ukraine instead of going to Ohio. Yeah, but that's that's taking care of a business. And listen, um, when you put something like a trip into Ukraine, like when you put the wheels on that, very difficult to stop those wheels from turning. There's so many assets that will have to go there to get on ground first. I mean, you're talking hundreds and hundreds of secret service members that have mm-hmm. to secure everything. You've got quick reactionary forces. You've got bomb sniffing dogs. You've got interviews with these cops before they can even be on a presidential security team from Ukraine. I mean, uh, your add on teams, you're, 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 you're talking, you're talking about a mass movement. And I, I don't know if I was the president that I would stop that movement for what's going on in, in Ohio. It's not a good look, but I mean, I, I would try to make up for it. Like maybe send Obama down there. Yo, Obama, throw me one, dude. Fucking send your vice president. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Come on, la 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 Or the transportation secretary, but don't wait several weeks until afterwards. Yeah, yeah, it's like, um, or just not even do a press conference on it. You know what I mean? Just avoid it altogether. Avoid it altogether. You know, which is what the Fetterman thing is going on. And like nobody knows the, you know, you know, until yesterday. Really, nobody knew what was going on with Fetterman for two fucking weeks, man. Just nobody said anything about this whole Fetterman thing. It's been three weeks, actually, because it goes back. So he was hospitalized on February 8th for feeling lightheaded. And then on the 16th is when he was checked in to Walter Reed for clinical depression. So right. pretty much. And I bet 80s, you the depression is because is he had a stroke and she was stroking some other dude while he stroked out. That's why she's going to Canada. He's been dealing with uh, depression for a long time, I guess. And, 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 and let's talk about that real quick. Let's talk about being mentally fit, right? Like to be a yep. cop, we go through a psychiatric evaluation. Um, we go through stress tests, lots of stress tests, obviously go through an academy and a physical fitness test. And that's just to be a cop. I feel like you should at least have to have some kind of mental aptitude test and some kind of mental health, te- health mental wellness test to be a mayor, a state senator, I mean, look, we all like, I'm not shit on it. There's a lot of people that, that suffer from depression, obesity. They suffer from who knows what. Right. And I empathize with that, but that doesn't mean look, if you're a fat motherfucker, if you're so, if you're, if you're fucking obese and you can't stop eating, you can't be a preacher. If you have a problem, if you have an addiction to drugs and alcohol, you can't be a therapist. I'm sorry, you can't. Go fix your shit before you can take a position of leadership over other people's lives. That's why I don't understand how you can be the president of the country but have like a family life that is a complete shit. Same with being a cop, though. You know, it's like, I feel like if your family life is going to shit, they should be like, look, you have to go fix your family before you can be a cop. You can't go around fixing other people's families if you can't even fix your own. Lead by example. Lead by example. Ooh, that's a touchy subject. That's a real touchy subject. I love pissing cops off when it comes to that. I, I because because I would say like a large percent of cops are just bad family members. They're just bad to their family. They're sold out to the job. 
dedicated to the career career first man i actually had a conversation with a really cool cop uh kick flipping donuts you got heard of this guy kick flipping donuts i've seen within yeah, like the viral. last 24 48 hours i've seen him on Everywhere. a couple places yeah he's going viral man he's just really good skateboarding cop in uniform he's doing a great job and and he reached out to me on the social media webs and we actually talked on the phone and he was like dude like i think it is so important this family life like and it's crazy you've got to be able to balance being a hard charger and a good first responder and you got to balance that which is the whole point of today's show like last call is all about giving you something else to talk about other than dead babies and domestic violence so you know uh, you, you got to you know, be well-rounded. And I love pissing cops off when I, when I say like, dude, I wish if you'd spend half the amount of time preparing for your day off as you do for preparing for court, like 30 minutes. I love saying like, Hey man, what are you doing your day off? Oh, I have no idea. You've got to have an idea, dude. You, you got to have a family. This is your time. It's your time to shine for your family. Get it together. Get organized. Hey, I'm going to wake up from this time to this time. I'm going to mow the yard and do my chores. And then noon, I'm taking the kids to go see a movie. Speaking of movies, cocaine bear crushing it right now. Number we two talked about box that office. Yeah, number two. Being yeah, Avatar, thank God. Yeah. Like the, like doing stuff with your like because going home and having stuff, you gotta have you've got to have that out. You can't carry this job with you all the time. Like that's what uh, like I would call them normies, but like people that aren't in first responders, people don't don't work dispatch, don't work on like they've never been in that field, they don't understand, and they really like people do not call 911 because it's having a birthday. And they want to have, and that, we got two or three extra pieces of pie or cake or whatever, and we're inviting people. They, people call nine one one on their worst day of their life. That's at Tuesday their worst at moment on their worst day. That's your Tuesday at nine forty five. Yeah, yeah. Tuesday at ten o'clock, you're going to go to somebody else's worst day of their life. So you have yeah. to all day long. It's just nothing but inundated with trauma. You've got to have an out. You've got to have something to decompress and. Just like look, because if not, it's it you'll it is all doom and gloom, and you'll, then you'll take it home with you, right. and you, you don't get with your family, and you just keep it. You gotta have that out. You gotta have, gotta have some like way back when when I was was active, I was I was being single most of the time, but I had like I was a big in my car scene with my buddies and stuff. Like I had an out. I had something that like I did like on my days off, I had something to do like every yeah. day off, and gotcha. and they're cool quite a few times you'd have to do stuff with your, your, your section or your team too. Cause you, that team building outside of work, you build that trust with people back up because you understand like, Oh, now I understand why he might come to work and cause he's got nine kids. Yeah. Out. But it's that was so like on that squad when you're having like a party, like every other weekend, like yeah, you, squads. No, go. Like, I didn't no, do we that. Did it, we did it like once every two or three. It's usually like, yeah. cause my shift, we had like 40 or 50 guys on my shift. It was a rather big shift. And, it was big enough that every couple of months somebody was having a baby. Yeah. yeah. So we, every month we did, we like every month we did a collection for it. Cause I worked for oh, the Marine Corps. God. I'd kill myself, but we did. Well, it was for, cause we had Marines that would leave. So like they're going yeah. away. So we had that or for like the baby fund. So the yeah. majority of it went to the baby fund. Well, you know, I mean, stuff. my, my, my whole point with all but, this is. Go ahead. But I said, yeah, but we did, it was to have something to do that wasn't work. But my point, my point to all of this is though, is that like, there's gotta, you've, you, you gotta have some kind of mental wellness to do all this stuff. Yep. You got to, um, 
or or you go crazy. And look how look how many we were already talking about like crazy cop parents, stuff like this. So the fact that John Fetterman can be in charge of a Senate seat in Pennsylvania, and he's not even sixty days in, and he's stroking out and suffering from depression, and his wife is cheating on, I mean, fleeing on him uh, to Canada. That's a problem, dude. And they're really not saying much. What they're like, what I've been, they've seen maybe a couple months dealing with this. And then there's no contingency plan. So there's no yeah. one going like there. So yeah, no, 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 I don't buy that. I don't buy that either. Like the Democrats allowed him to be there. Yep. Like the, the election systems are rigged enough that <laughs> if they don't want somebody to be there, uh, case in point, uh, Bernie Sanders. You know, Hillary Clinton did like she didn't want Bernie Sanders around. She got rid of Bernie Sanders like she shut Bernie Sanders down really fucking quick. If they don't want you to be around. You're not going to, you, you know, it's going to be very difficult if you don't have that kind of money. And so Fetterman being very poor um, and being around, it's because they wanted him there. They're like, hey, this is a good fit. And it's my guess would be it's because they know he wasn't going to last long and they're going to be able to substitute him with somebody that they do want. Or do they know that he's. Uh, an aspect. He, he, he yeah. well, he's something that they can turn around and use in the future. So they right. might not need him now, but he might need to be the scapegoat for something or the fall guy for something in the future. But it still begs the question: Why did he leave the country? Why does your wife leave the country? And it looks like it's not a conspiracy thing. It's not like anti-democrat, anti-republican. I would be saying the same shit if this was DeSantis's wife or anybody else, even though DeSantis is not a senator. But, um. You know, if Rand Paul's wife fucking bailed to Canada or bailed to Costa Rica or whatever, I would be like, that's that's bizarro land. Like it's pretty anti anti-American. Like I mean, yeah. if you're gonna leave the country, at least go to like Seattle. Or or maybe she's from Brazil, so you can claim that you're going back to be with family and be get support during this time. But right. Planning at the Niagara Falls. In February, in February, I love the tweet though. The tweet, the tweet says it all. Like, don't you know? It's always really important to have your uh, pro tip. Always have passports ready just in case you have to run away. Really, that's what we're telling. That's what we're promoting as leaders in your community, leaders in Pennsylvania. That when the going gets tough, we fucking haul ass on our husband. We bail on our husband. Shame on you. Shame on you, bitch. Fuck you, man. Like that's, you're a terrible person. You're a terrible person. You look great, Giselle. You look great, but you're a terrible person. You're a terrible wife. You're a terrible parent. Well, you're teaching your kids is terrible. You should be ashamed of yourself. You should be ashamed of yourself. I know she doesn't listen to the show. That's okay. But, uh, she might on her way back her drive back from, from, um, (laughs) I'm going to guess it's a couple hours. So yeah, I, yeah, I don't even know how far Canada is from Pennsylvania, but I mean, if yeah, I'm it, fleeing, I'd flee to the Finger Lakes. If you're going to go to New York, just go to the Finger Lakes. You be left alone out there. Go to the Adirondacks. Or it's going to bother you there. Or go someplace warm. Nah, dude, she had a hookup, brother. She had her a little grinder, a little tender grinder or tender. I don't date app. One of those is a gay one, I think. Um, she went up to get some, some maple syrup <laughs> right now. There's a, uh, in health news, there's a, the right now you can, 
go in there and tell your story of your abortion after Roe v. Wade, how your abortion went. I'm tempted to go on there and just make something up. Be like, I had a, the most beautiful abortion after Roe v. Wade. It was nice and private. It was in my home. Uh, my child just reached its fifth birthday. And, um, you know, it was just so nice. We did it as a family. And, um, we walked up, walked out back, tied to the tree. Yeah. Uh, it's really hard to abort a five-year-old with a, with a coat hanger. Harder than you'd think. But we, but we did the deal. We finished it. Uh, that's nothing. That's not even funny. I feel bad for saying it. But um, how, like, how, like, I, I've been through some traumatic shit in my life. And why does the news want you to write a letter or yeah, email like on your experience, on your abortion experience? Uh, what, <laughs> what, what, what bit? Like, what does it matter? Here, that's my better question. What what does a private thing that happened between a family, a, a female and her child and her Ooh, They're not going to post the like, good ones. They're not going to post the, well, no. I went in to my doctor and we had the discussion and, you know, you know, of course it's going to be like all the drama. Like, because one, anybody that responds to that loves drama to begin with. That's probably why they're, and then the person that has the abortion and also loves drama is probably having the most dramatic of abortions. It probably has nothing to do with health or anything like that. Um, I'm, a, like, I'm a victim of it too, man. Like one of my family members, man. Like I had half of the family literally. I had a family member tell my wife that if she tried to talk one of the other family members into not having an abortion, that the family would disown them because she was having a child with somebody that they didn't think she should have a child with. And we were like, are you fucking like, it's crazy. People, you know, people can get crazy. Like you're going to write, I'm not writing you off because you're trying to convince her to have an abortion. You're writing us off because we're trying to convince her to not have one. Like wh why can't, why do you, what is your opinion get to matter? But ours doesn't. We're pro-life. Obviously we're probably too pro-life. There's kids. I mean, there, there are literally their families. There are couples that have spent thousands and tens of thousands, possibly up to maybe a hundred thousands on trying to get pregnant <laughs> just just yeah. trying to get pregnant oh, not yeah. even like and then they'll have then then they gotta get through the whole pregnancy then you might have a miscarriage like having a baby is a big like that's a that's kind of, that's a big deal like yeah we see uh, someone was asking where can they write the review um i'm trying to find huh on itunes I <laughs> no no the review the the uh oh the, the review abortion reviews or the abortion reviews um well you can write I those will... on too I don't know that they'll go anywhere oh <laughs> 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 well, here it is it's uh health news um and uh it's NPR health news February twenty eighth. Uh, reporting on the impact of state restrictions on abortion. If you have tried to obtain an abortion since last June, we'd like to hear from you. I, that's going to be, I, I, that's going to be hard for me not to troll. I know it's wrong. I know it's bad. And I'm, I'm going to try to grow up and not do it because I know abortion is a serious thing, but man, that's, it's NPR, dude. You know what they're trying to do here. Um, but, I just, you know, want to write like a really beautiful review, like just, well, and they've, they've started, they've taken a stance before you even got to a point. How hard is it to get an abortion now? Well, no, 
I guess that's probably the point of the article. Well, that's that's what but their they're never is. going. They're never going to, to. They're never going to report on. You know, if they get five reviews about, oh, you know, it really was as easy as I thought it was going to be. Like I literally just went in there, pop me up on the table, put that vacuum inside of me, and turn the shop back on, and thump, there it goes. Uh, it was a beautiful, beautiful experience. Nobody's going to write that. Nobody's going to write that. Of course, they're going to be like, well, this fucking bullshit. Because, you know, one, they're, they're nine times out of 10, I'm not telling everybody that's having an abortion, but nine times out of a 10, that person just doesn't want, is just too lazy. They just don't want to raise a kid. They don't want to inconvenience their own life. It's not for health reasons. It's not for mental health. It's not for any of the bullshit, even though they'll say it is. It's not. Nine times out of 10, most of your abortions are going to be just because you're too lazy to want to raise a child. You're, you're too selfish, too self-absorbed. Now, I get it. There's probably 1% that, that I do, you know, and, that, and that's why I'm not like super anti, you know, because I do believe that there is, that everybody has a walk of life. And that's why it's a gray area for me. I don't think it has to be black and white. Um, I, I think if you, you know, but that's just my own per personal opinion. I think it, it should be on a case to case, but it, it should be very hard. It should be very difficult to get an abortion. I don't think it should be very easy. Um, I, I think it should be very difficult. I think you should have to go through. It should be as hard as signing up for the VA. Yeah, that's you know. that, yeah that that's a whole fun other. I mean, I mean, like the the trying like, to get your VA benefits and an abortion should be like the same level of difficulty. Well, with the and VA the with me, the VA with me, they cut all my my appointments in 2020, and then in December they they decreased my benefits. Right. With no with no treatment, with no nothing, but that's the VA. That's a whole other fun stuff. But this, like, from the NPR, the way it sounds like they're making it seem like. Like just like with the like with gun bans and stuff like that, making it seem like you can just walk in and get a gun. Like I don't, I've never had to deal with abortions or abortion. Like I, I don't know because I've never researched that. Because I felt that my right, personal the only drama is, that I see at the abortion clinic are people protesting at it. Like I feel yeah. like you're just drawing more attention to abortion clinics. Like well, people just that go have, away and nobody will ever even talk about it. It's people, not going to go away. People aren't going to just stop having abortions. It's people that have opinions about shit that they have nothing to do with. At the end right. of it, they'll have nothing to do with the outcome, but they want to have the involvement in the city. Uh, no, no. Yeah. Like, you can take job. take take your sign and go someplace else. Go right. to Canada. Yeah, go to Canada. Where your husband goes go up learning. <laughs> I, I agree with you 100%. Like, I'm, I mean, you know, if you want to go protest something, let's go protest the Epstein stuff. Yeah, let's um, get that list out. Yeah. That's what I'm, I'm much more interested in that than I am about the freaking, you know, the whole point. Listen, like it's important to some people. It's not really that important to me. And thank God it doesn't have to be important to me. Um, you know, thank God that I come from a relatively normal family and, and somebody that takes pride in, in family. And, you know, family, the biggest thing for me is, is learning family. I didn't learn about family until I met my wife. I mean, luckily for me, my mom and dad were very family oriented. Um, my grandparents, my aunts and uncles, not so much. They would very much rather just write you off. Uh, they like the drama. Um, and that's okay. But I met my wife's family. Um, and again, aside from my mom and my dad, my mom and my dad married, never divorced uh, from each other. They've been married for 40 years, you know, something like that. Yeah, like 40 years, I believe. And um, and so I, I always had like a really good idea. My dad was very, my dad was very good with family. His sisters, maybe not so much. My grandmother, definitely not so much. Um, 
but my mom, my wife's side of the family, super, super family is the most important thing. And it doesn't matter about what's going on or who's getting arrested or who has this, you know, and, 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 and I'm glad, I'm glad I learned those lessons, you know, because it, there's no better joy in life than passing on. Yeah. I take so much pride in coming home and, and looking at my family, cuddling in bed with my whole family and saying like, man, this is it, dude. This morning, man, I had my wife next to me. I had my baby on my chest. I had my five-year-old uh, making a tent at the foot of my bed. I had my eight-year-old drawing a picture uh, on the other side of the bed. And I had my nine-year-old uh, laying in between my wife and I and the baby playing with the baby. And I just stopped for, for just a second at seven o'clock this morning. I just, I didn't do anything. I just looked and I was like, man, this is life, dude. This is what this, it's about. This is I've it. worked very hard for that. And, uh, and it's sad to me that people don't work for that that kind of home environment. And I think that's what makes the world a better place to be honest with you. It's when you make the conscious effort and decision to say, I am going to be a family guy. I'm going to be a fucking rad husband. I'm going to be a really good fucking husband. I'm going to be the best husband I could possibly be. Um, and I think you have a good life when that happens, man. I wish more people would do that. I wish more people. I wish Fetterman's wife was, was more like that or his family first. Dude, there's nothing, there's nothing that you could do to scare my wife away from my bedside or my kids. If I was in a coma today, I bet you my kids and my family would stay in that hospital until they pulled the plug. I've had since I got, since I broke my leg, cause that's how it started all the whole dead leg stuff. I only count surgeries as times that I was unconscious. Cause if I didn't, then the amount of procedures I'd lose count. Mm -hmm. So I've had 13 surgeries just for the leg. And my wife was there right. for every single one of them. Yeah. Dope, dude. Dope. But she was one of the mail order ones too, though, right? So she kind of has to. It's part of the contract. It's that, <laughs> it's, it's that, that last little bit where. Obviously it's not because old uh, Brazilian here, she's out, dude. She's well, Brazil, out. She's Brazil, my, wife's, baby. My, my wife's from China. So it's different. Different, oh, different, different contracts for Chinese. Different, yeah, uh, different Brazilian, brands. different import, different import fees and stuff. <laughs> Damn, dude, she got any balloons in the house? Uh, we we well, we kind of do. I'll <laughs> I'll show I'll I'll send you some pictures of what. So for Chinese, so the the lunar Chinese New Year is uh, it changes every year, so it's not on the same day, right? But it's usually closer to. So with Chinese New Year, this is usually like a couple of weeks or whatever into the year. So we have our decorations up for Chinese new year still. So some nice. of them are like the, the, how does she feel about all this Chinese Russia rhetoric? Does she have any opinions? Just like with us and like, we can love our country and not like our government. Right. Right. So like every time that, like I've been to China quite a few times and I'm probably going to go in the next like two or three weeks. Dang, again. Dude, I actually had a nightmare. I actually had a nightmare about 10 years ago about 10 years ago. And, uh, the nightmare was that I was visiting China with my family and they did a full China lockdown and they were looking for anybody that had any kind of, of American military background and they were seizing them. And so I was obviously American and I have a military background. And so they were like, dude, you can't leave this apart, this hotel because they'll see that you're American. And the first thing they're going to do is kidnap you and do their research and find out that you're a military veteran and so like at night you're gonna have to sneak out of here and so like my whole dream is me trying to sneak out of the hotel and i make it out of the hotel but then i have nowhere to go because i'm in china 
and I'm white and my we eyes stick, are round. Yeah. We stick out like sore thumbs, even in like the touristy place. We still stick out. And I wasn't with my family because it, we, we'd made the determination. Um, I think at that time I had only had a baby and my wife and I couldn't flee with the baby without getting caught. And they didn't really give a shit about the women and the children. It was only the military males. So I had to leave my family and, and go running around China. And I was like, dude, I'll never go to an Asian car. After that nightmare, it was the longest, it was the longest, most colorful dream I've ever had. And I was like, dude, I'm not going to any Asian country with my family ever from that. Yeah. I've, I've had a, every time it's always been fun. I've never, I've not had a bad experience over there. Yeah. Is it a lot like big hero six? Uh, I don't think I've seen that one. Oh, really great. Great animated movie. That's how I kind of feel China is. It's, there are a lot of things that I'm like, man, this would be so cool if we could have in the United States. But then I'm like, yeah, that, yeah, that wouldn't work. Cause all these companies would have to have their fingers in it and all this. Like there are a lot of things that they have, um, an app on their phone that does everything. So your text messaging, your bank, paying your bills, your, your bank account, it's all, it's everything is linked through this one app. That's so you really don't, you really have to carry a wallet. You just, you, you just QR yeah, code. What happens when, you, when the government just decides? Well, they already are. Right. They're, they already control. Every, they already control everything. Like when we're, when I'm over there, I don't VPN when I'm over there. I just know that there's stuff that we're not, I'm not going to like, can't get on Facebook, can't get on Google, can't get on YouTube. There's just a lot of stuff you just can't do because they, they don't have it. control. They don't, well, they, they don't have the ability to control it. So they won't allow it. Well, speaking of control and not being allowed, we've got finally this Twitter thing. Finally, finally, Twitter is being taken off of all government phones. I mean, not Twitter, TikTok. TikTok. Ah, bless. Um, TikTok. Twitter wouldn't be bad either, honestly. <laughs> how is it, how are there TikToks on government phones anyway? If we know that this is Chinese spyware, it has no business being on any government phone. For all you military sergeant majors, I call you uh, leader fluencers. Um, one, you can all go fuck yourselves uh, because you, you should take that time that you're on TikTok to go lead your men. Start trying to influence other people on TikTok, their bullshit motivation, and go motivate the men that you just pound into the ground constantly and make bullshit decisions because you're a piece of shit. Um, all you sergeant majors, uh, lieutenant colonels, captains with your TikTok on your phone, you should all be demoted and uh, you should all be, you should all resign because you're not a real leader. You know that this is Chinese spyware, and yet you do it anyway. Don't ever talk about OPSEC, ever. Don't ever punish a soldier for OPSEC if you have TikTok on your government phone. You clowns. Absolute clowns. Or classified documents in the backseat of your Corvette in the garage. Or your FBI credentials inside of your rental car that you also have your blow in. Blow is slang oh. for Coke. Burger sugar. But I'm referring to Hunter Biden. Who left his credentials? So it was supposed to go to yeah. So that was supposed to go to a vote yesterday, but they postponed it till this morning. And I have a TikTok vote. Yep. How was that even a vote? I thought Trump put it into like a fact that you couldn't have TikTok on your government phone anyway. Like, didn't he try to he, ban it from 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 he, America? He did, and then TikTok use the Berman amendments and court to block the effort from Trump to shut it down or force its sale to a more majority U S group. TikTok is owned by Beijing based ByteDance. 
So TikTok used their own laws against us to try to block it. Especially with all this Chinese spy balloon shit. Republican, if, it, if, if there's a hint of Chinese spy in it, it should just automatically go the fuck away. I mean, that's Republican. a lot. You're like, And you say like, oh, well, you know, I'm not doing anything wrong. But if they're co collecting data from your TikTok, collecting data from balloons, they're collecting data from all sorts of stuff, geo-tracking and the whole nine yards. The totality of it, that's a lot, dude. That's well, a lot you gotta, of information. You got to th think of how much information. We'll just use Facebook, for example. Think of how much information Facebook knows about you. Facebook knows when you take a shit. Facebook knows mm -hmm. your family. Facebook knows mm -hmm. who your relatives are. Facebook has profiles for people that even aren't on Facebook, but they know they exist because of connections and other things and pictures. And stuff. So think about how much information that Facebook has. And then you take that and they know at 6.30, Josh and Eric, that's their shit time. So at 6.30, I'm going to show ads all over the phone because I know that he's going to be on his phone because he's going to be in the bathroom. So that's, that's just one. But if you think about like military-wise, if you're going to use that, you know the traffic patterns for everybody that has that because one of the things that attracts is geolocation data with your GPS. Yeah, where you're going, what time you're going there, how fast <laughs> you're traveling to get there. I mean, the amount so of data not, that comes off it, of there is insane. And it's not just one per like it's – a group. So you take that group data set and then you can like, let's say you want to release a biological weapon that you want to know what time, like you can maximize yeah. the time. of We day. know that everybody is stuck in traffic <coughs> in Baltimore or in DC or, at this time. And so or if there's we, an, or like an accident, we cause an accident at this point, it'll back this traffic up and then we can do this. Yeah. Like yeah. it's, it's the amount of That's the scary bro. Like, from That's previous scary. previous jobs, I just assume that this computer is hacked. I just I just assume. I assume yeah. that my phone is already like right, which I is why you should also not be sending out dick pics and all yep, sorts I just of weird shit over the interwebs. Yep, I just don't send it unless it's through something that I know that's. If I know that I need to send something, there's ways of sending stuff. But yeah, I just you go and you get you, you go and you get one of those Polaroids. Polaroids shot your wiener and then hand deliver it and then burn it after she looks at it. Or, then you get to see her in person. So if she likes that day pick, you're already there well, to see you to her, the benefits. You could drive her to Niagara Falls and show her there. <laughs> little, Gotta little wait romantic. for her husband to have a stroke first. <laughs> Just sit in the parking lot. Hey, is this brain dead yet? Nope. All right, I'll be back in five minutes. All right, kids. Yeah, say your I, last words. Mom, he's he's only in the hospital for depression. Yeah, we're gonna pull the plug here pretty soon. It's mom, like it's, mom, it's just depression. He's he's fine. I know. Kids, just say your goodbyes. We have to leave. Seen in tag. <laughs> Where are we going? <laughs> okay, kids. I really didn't want to tell you now. I wanted to wait till you get in the car, but we are going ziplining. Yay! And they're like, yeah, this is awesome. See you, Dad. They pull the plugs. They're not even out of the parking lot. Like, they forgot about him. Hell's going on here? No, like, yeah, like, last one in the car is a rotten egg. <laughs> you know, like, ah! He's just sitting there like, what the fuck, man? Last one has to pull the plug. Nobody likes the giant. That sucks. Yeah. Like when Dwight tries to pull the plug on Meredith when she had rabies. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Lumberchef. Well played. Well played. <laughs> I think she's well just played. resting. <laughs> 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 We're gonna oh, pull the plug. My gosh, dude. Well, next I, weekend I, yeah. we've got. 
we've got the Michael Scott, Dunder Mifflin, Scranton Mayor of the Palmer, Memorial Celebrity Rabies Awareness Pro-Am Fun Run Race for the Cure. Yep. Yeah, that was a great episode. Great Next episode. weekend. Uh, pasta was a bad choice for the channel for those of episodes. Oh. Um, you know, other than that, uh, you know, we got this uh, coming. I mean, you can't really go the whole weekend without talking about the whole Ukraine thing. At this point, I mean, I've done a lot of research on on the whole Ukraine debacle. Um, and, and no doubt it is a debacle. And, and, and what we've done is we put ourselves from what I see, we put ourselves into a very peculiar space right now. Um, and, and we put ourselves into a position as a country that we have to lose or we have a never ending war. We have a, we have a never ender just like we had in, in Afghanistan. Um, come spring, R Russia is going to ramp stuff way up. That's going to happen. Right? That's not, there's no conspiracy there. That's not a political debate. That's military strategy. Um, and Russia has intent. Russia has the intent to win this war. They're not just fucking around like we did in Iraq and Afghanistan or maybe even Vietnam. These guys have intent to win. Like they want, they want to win and they want to wig on the, on the big map. They have a lot to lose here. We are pumping in billions and billions of dollars and it's not working. It's just not working. You know, this is like betting money on the Steelers to win the Super Bowl last season. It's just not going to happen. They're just not that good of a team this year. Kansas City's a better team. Doesn't matter how much money you dump into the Steelers, uh, betting on the Steelers, it's not going to work. It's not going to win. Get them new helmets. Get them new pads. Doesn't matter. They don't have the talent. Ukraine's well, not, not going to win this war. So well, not only that, it's, one it's of like four us, things is going to happen. It's like us being like us playing for. We're playing for another team, and we're dumping money into another team. That's what we're doing. Yeah. We're, we're and, and this is the only things that can happen. I mean, unless I'm way wrong here, but the way I look at it, the only thing I see happening here is that we enter the war ourselves and get busy, which is going to be world war three. Okay. We don't do that. And then we just say, okay, Russia, you go ahead and take that 300 miles of Ukraine or whatever it is that y'all wanted to begin with that your butt hurt about. Just go ahead and take it. And let's just let this whole thing done. Let's let the peace talks work themselves out. And we lose, right? They lose a big chunk of their land and we, and we have, and, and we lose face on, on the world stage again, you know, for the second time in this administration's uh, time in, time in office or, and I don't think that's going to happen or we dump more money and we send the jets over. And I think at which point Russia goes heads and fucking, probably drop some kind of nuclear biological warfare on Ukraine. Lord forbid, but I don't, I don't see Russia not going to win this war doing whatever it takes. Um, and we're not going to do shit about that. Or we're going to send jets over there and Russia's going to do an all out surge on Ukraine. And then that'll be the end of it too. And we're not going to do shit about that because we're not going to get involved. I mean, I don't see very many ways of us winning anything here unless we're just going to slowly kind of pretend like we're putting money over there just enough. And we don't send jets and we just keep dumping money into a losing effort. And we do that for the next 20 years just to kind of make it a, just a long running civil war or not civil war, but a war between Russia and Ukraine. And I don't know how, and, and maybe Putin puts up with that because it's good for his military complex, you know, blah, 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 blah. But either way, this war doesn't go away in the next six months without uh, catastrophic measures. Just, just the, and my 
I preface the next statement by I understand that people are dying and suffering. I, I get that. But at the they same time, they were in Burma. <laughs> but at the same time, there are people in Palestine and Ohio that are worried about where they're going to live at. There's veterans that live on. Like we have shit here at home that we could take care of. So my, my first question is, what is what is our strategic value in that? What is what is how does us staying over there? How does us being involved with what is us doing that? What is that doing for us? What is the reciprocal part of that? Because there's nothing. We're, we're stopping him from invading California. We're stopping him from invading. From, I mean, I, what, what is Russia? Are they threatening the United States? Like has nothing to do with us other than his son was in with the Burma and the, all the dealings that they had Burisma. when he was vice or, or Burisma. Like, like when you start looking like questioning of what are we, why are we, what do we, well, yeah, we have connections over there. Well, we don't. Our the president's family does. And I'm, and I'm afraid, dude. I'm afraid that my kids, you know, are gonna have to go fight that war in eight years. Just like our, you know, people are like, well, that's not public. You're so, you're being dramatic. Look at Afghanistan, bitch. Dudes that I served with that had babies while I was over in Afghanistan, their kids fought in Afghanistan as well. Twenty years later, eighteen years later. You I have a friend I went to like, high school with. Her her husband's a crazy. little bit older than her. Cause we were, we're almost 40. So he's a little bit older than her. So he had kids from another marriage, but a girl I went to high school with, she ended up going into the army after I was out, but her, she served and got out. Her husband served the dual military. They got out. They have a kid that's graduated high school. That's now serving. Yeah. I, you know, I want to say is like, and maybe we open up in the last call chats on last call Instagram, go follow us on the last call Instagram, but I want to know what are your thoughts? Like, give me your one paragraph, just, just, you don't have to explain why you think it is that way, but what do you personally think is the ending of this? Do you think the ending is a world war three? Do you think it's a nuclear war? Do you think Ukraine just loses to Russia? And then we just kind of like let that fade away from the media. Um, I'd like to know what you really personally think the outcome is this, because I think if you really stop and think about an outcome and then you try to critically think your way through it, I, I think the further you dig on that, there's not really many room. There's, there's not a lot of room for, for us to succeed in this and, and anything you have Hillary Clinton on a public stage, not behind in a war room, not underground at nor, you know, not at NORAD or, or wherever these guys go area 51 to, to war game and plan or in their little bunkers. No, but on a public setting to the public media, she says that somebody needs to take him out. Somebody close to him needs to take him out. She's calling for the assassination of a president in Russia, knowing the history of other Russians. Like, I mean, you can argue that, and, and really you can argue that Putin is not nearly as bad as some of the other, the other crazy dictators that have led over Russia. And she is literally on a public stage, point blank, calling for the assassination. Like, what? what okay, what happens then? Let's say he does get assassinated. Then what? Who goes in his place? What crazy indoctrinated uh, thing that now knows that all the things that Putin said about the West are now solidified? The West wants it a certain way. All the propaganda, if there is propaganda, it's now going to have worked. Like you're, <laughs> Whoever supersedes Putin will now know that we're the ones that called for the assassination to happen, and you don't think that that person is going to be crazier than Putin? I just want to know what you guys think of how this plays out. I'm curious. Maybe there's something I haven't thought of. I got, I hope 
because this is a lot of doom and gloom going on in my brain about this Ukraine thing. I don't, I don't see a lot of it working out for the good. I, I, a way I really, what I personally think is happening, what will, I think will personally happen is there will be a ginormous, the, the, the government will have to blow something completely out of proportion while we just kind of secretly let Russia take Ukraine. There'll have to be some kind of news media, COVID level, China taking Taiwan level uh, event that we all get hyper-focused on. While Russia, why Ukraine just kind of goes away. I think it's another pandemic. That's my Tanshardamus prediction. I think we we see another pandemic happen, and then and then we kind of slowly let Russia just take Ukraine. And even that's not a good outcome. Well, we've got elections coming up, so they're going to have to start spending stuff in the in the news anyway. I'm curious to know what's going to happen. Well, guys, please go over to Instagram, follow Failure to Stop. Uh, if you want to go on the meetup, give us a message. Let us know that you're coming to the meetup. Uh, the hotel, we'll give you the hotel information. We'll give you the taxiing back and forth from the airport so that you're not wasting a whole bunch of money while we're here. we got people that are renting cars. I've got a van. we got some other ways to make sure that people are getting to and from uh, the distillery and the meetup safely and inexpensively because um, we're just so su super thankful that you guys are going to come hang out with us. That means a lot to us. Man. We've been talking to you guys for you know, two years. And every time we do these meetups, which is, you know, roughly every other month, um, it's really cool to put faces with, uh, with those of you who truly support the show. Um, again, and if you got some news that you want us to talk about on last call, if you got stuff that you want us to break down, um, let us know off today, I'm going on another podcast. So I'll be promoting that. I want you guys to go listen to it, but the, uh, the podcast is about, being about being a police officer. It's uh, the, yep. the title of the show is called on being a police officer. So uh, I know I'm, I drew breezy was on their show. Jonathan Bates has been on their show. A bunch of other big name cops have been on their show too. I think my, has Mike the cop been on that show? I don't know if Mike's been on there. They've had a cut. She's had a couple people that were from Portland and Seattle. They've been around yeah. for all that stuff. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's some yeah, pretty... she's a civilian. She's actually a journalist yep. that created a show on policing because she wanted to learn as much about policing and have other civilians. So I'm excited. She said, she's going to ask me some tough questions. Um, she was like, well, what's off the table with you? I said, nothing's off the table. So fucking send it, dude. Um, I'm not going to hold back. So I don't know what she's going to ask me exactly, but um, I'll be on her show. I don't know when she's going to release it, um, but uh, I'm excited to be on her show today. Uh, for myself and Dead Like Media, this has been Failure to Stop Last Call. Don't forget we have Com Center tomorrow night with Drew Breezy, Thursday night. Drew Breezy, Easy Drew Breezy, and Jonathan Bates on the Com Center. And then our Friday breakdown is going to be a hoot. We're, we're talking about a Leroy Jenkins. Leroy Jenkins drives a uh, armored vehicle. Um, and so this is a, a very motivating police edition of Failure to Stop. It's where cops win. We've been talking a lot about cop losses and, and some shitty stuff, but we're going to go over some cases where the cops just absolutely win and they win big. And that should just motivate the shit out of you. Because at the end of the day, guys, this is the only job. It's the only job on the planet where you might have the chance to take a uh, you know, 6,000 pound bear cat. How much do you think a bear cat weighs? Probably more than 6,000 pounds. Probably like they're 10, like the, like the, like the smaller ones are somewhere like the eight to 12,000 pound range, but the, yeah. the, well, the an 8,000 like pound truck that you get to drive as fast as it'll possibly go 38 miles an hour and ram it into a suspect's vehicle because he shot and killed a cop. That's the kind of shit we're going to talk about on Friday. It's going to be great. So 10,000 pounds. That's cool. Dude says, um, yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, they're not the only job, only job on the planet that you might get the opportunity that that might even be a lottery opportunity. 
you get to do that. Um, and then you get to shoot the guy a hundred and something times afterwards. So all that's going to be on this week's Friday breakdown again from last call of the day. Thank you guys for all being in the live chats. All you paid subscribers, um, Mur, lumber chef, tactical doom, bold, cold fleas, Austin, will cray, all the other guys out there, John, uh, we love all of you guys. Falconator. Thank you guys. Until next time. Guns up. Giddy up. <laughs>